Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time! So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, I guess we live, huh? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, children and babies, party people in the place to be to the first ever live edition of the post-apocalyptic quarantine version of the woke bros obviously i'm big wasney your 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 co-host with my partners in crime nando vila and of course michael jamal brooks what's up fellas what's up what's up good to see your faces yeah man same um today's today's show we're going to talk about the suspension of bernie sanders campaign i'll try Uh, not to cry we'll try not to cry and get all sappy and stuff uh, Mike Bloomberg wants to take over the data of the entire Democratic Party appar- apparatus. Very scary times we're living <laughs> in. And, of course, a, a freaking GOPer has suggested that the government subsidize wages up to 80% of American workers. Like 80% of American yep. workers' wages, not 80% of American workers, all American workers. This is the freaking GOP coming out with these kinds of ideas. Helps you know how serious it is. But first, you know, and I want to toss to Nando, and then we can get to Mike, and I'll say my thoughts. But Nando, obviously, I know this was this was tough, man. Um, Bernie suspending his campaign this week. Uh, just, you know, just your thoughts, bro. 
It was, uh, you know, I didn't think it was going to hit me that hard because kind of we, it's, it's been a few weeks already since we kind of knew that it was very difficult for him to come back. Um, but once it was announced it like a wave of emotion kind of washed over me and it was, it was really sad, man, because I really think that Bernie is kind of a supremely admirable individual, like just on a personal level. Like I, I can't remember a person in American politics or leadership who is even remotely close to just so admirable on a personal level. This is a man who has dedicated his entire life since the, since high school to, uh, you know, 80 years old, um, to fight for people who are poor, disenfranchised, the people who get, you know, beat down by this country all the time. And he has just dedicated every single waking moment of his life for that. So I find him to be personally very admirable. So it's very sad to me that realize that we live in a society that looks at a man like that and is like, this man is dangerous. You know, this man is racist or sexist or, you know, some sort of threat to democracy. And I'm like, this guy is so pure. He's so pure. Like he really feels like the best of us. Um, and you know, obviously like there's going to be time to do all the postmortems and, you know, think like what errors were made or what could have been, you know, what, if he would have done something different, could he have taken it? You know, and I, there's probably, there's probably stuff that could have been done better. Um, I know we've talked about it here, but, um, I think overall, the big picture is that these structural forces in American politics are such that it's so difficult for someone to do that, to someone like Bernie to take over and take state power at that level. It's just, you know, we have we have 9% union density, you know, like there's just, it's never, like it felt like Bernie was this long shot candidate that could maybe potentially skip a few of the steps that are necessary to change the world for the better. That, that would have been a huge kind of just shortcut, like a game genie cheat code on the Sega Genesis. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you got to do all the hard work to build the actual power from the ground up uh, in order to actually change the world. And um, it's just sad that it, it couldn't happen for Bernie because, like I said, I admire him deeply. And the next person that we're going to rally behind um, is not going to be as admirable as Bernie. It's just impossible. Um, so it's not going to feel as good as it did, uh, supporting him the last four or five years. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's basically my thoughts. It's just, it's, it's a very, very sad thing. It's a defeat. You know, there's no way to get around it. Like we got our ass kicked, you know, they, they organized uh, to a degree that was stunning and unprecedented, but they did it. They pulled it off and they won. It's, you know, it's just, there's nothing more to say than that. Yeah. Um, I'm not too far off from Nando. I mean, I've definitely, I think I'll just say for me personally, I think that even though I wanted Bernie to stay and fight and a little tiny part of me three, four weeks ago was like, all right, maybe there'll be a miracle in Michigan. But I realized like, as I've been seeing the last couple of days, like I actually went through this funnily enough in LA, um, I came to Super Tuesday. Nando and I actually did the same live show response together um, to 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 uh, you know Super Tuesday. And obviously, Bernie had that great win in California, which not only it it's not just that it feels good to remember that that's actually like important for the future, which maybe we could talk about some other time. But you know, that was it. I mean, you know, I'm I'm I, I think you've always got to move in between. 
uh, being bold, having a vision of the future. I think cynicism is the enemy. Pessimism is the enemy, no question. And at the same time, you also can't be delusional. And that was it. You know, like, again, I, I don't I wanted him to keep going and I wanted him to fight. And I wasn't going to really hit that publicly. But that was it. I mean, we went from he's in a strong position to, oh, OK, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're like favorite team, it's like, you know, 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter and, you know, they're down by, you know, eight points and it's like all right well if they hit a three and then they get fouled within two <laughs> seconds you know it's like yes yeah. it's conceivable yeah, and you should yeah. always play your heart out yeah. but the game is probably <laughs> done right yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i think like you know that that I, so and it was weird man because i and, and it was also weird because the next day was the day that all of a sudden I, I saw that there was been some big official warning in L.A. about Corona. I got to LAX and it was crazy how empty it was. There were people there, but it's a very busy airport that was like way less traffic getting on the plane. The plane was half empty and I sat in the plane and thought like, OK, we've got a virus Bernie's probably done. Here we are. And I guess maybe that's helped me the past couple of weeks because that's just been my headspace. But I think there are a lot of pieces of analysis we have to do. Um, my criticism is, is honestly like to the extent of things we have control over, it's about the left and making a left that doesn't suck and a left that's better. <laughs> um, I think Bernie, yeah, I mean, look, the last thing I'll say is I, I talk about some of these really amazing Latin American leaders a lot because I think of the people alive today, they are really the best we got. <laughs> like people like Lula or Pepe Mojica or whatever. I just – that's – and I wish – just even on like some of this stuff to me is just like imprinting, like the same way people are watching sports or culture or whatever. You should try to watch the best in your lane. And there's a lot of amazing people in the States, but I don't think, you know, they don't bring it together the way those guys bring it together. And that's what we need to learn on just even in terms of like selling policies, not replicating what they do. It's a different context, but there's a lot to learn. And, you know, but in that spirit, I agree with Nanzo, like, yeah, Bernie had his limits, uh, but I, I, this is a man who has been slandered, attacked, lied about, and defamed constantly. And the weird bottom line with him is that obviously he's not perfect. Obviously he's human. Obviously, 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 obviously. But for modern American politics, that guy is a fucking phenom yeah. in the sense of basic care. Like – we all know, like even as we talk about the next phase of this shit, there is no one else who is more basically humanly concerned about what Donald Trump is doing to the country than Bernie Sanders. Even as these fucking scumbags have said he's the Democratic Trump or any – like there's no question that there is no one else in public life at that level who spends a fraction of the time – concerned about the set of people that Bernie's concerned about. And that's a testament to him. That's amazing. And it also better not just be him if we hope to get out of the mess we're in. Yeah. You know, for me, obviously, Super Tuesday was tough for me. Like, you know, I went to sleep pretty freaking sad and defeated that night for 
a variety of reasons, which I think I've already mentioned on here. Like, obviously, like you guys, I admire Bernie as a person, but you know, to me, the campaign was about more than just Bernie individual individually, right? It's about the people who he was making the forefront of his campaign. Like, these are the people that I want to shine a light on and put at the at the surface of every time my at my every single public utterance is about. People who go to work every day so that they can put food on the table, send their kids to a decent school, like all of the shit we 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 try to front like what America's about. So that's why, you know, obviously his campaign and Bernie the man resonated with me. And then on the other side of what, you know, reconciling with his loss and what it means is like, you know, I, I we got we got lectured to and, and patronized by centrist types four years ago after Bernie lost, and it was like well, people don't really want all of this stuff. And the party is more centered than this. And it's like, part of me is like, yo, at a certain level, like, they're kind of right, right? Like, right. like at a certain level, you only have to be a celebrity. At a certain level, like, you know, Joe Biden's um, cynical-ass campaign where he literally said nothing. Like, now he's come out and been like, Bernie Sanders was a trailblazer and... This idea, and um, I want to, I want to, you know, uh, lower the minimum age for Medicare and all of this stuff. Like he's this man said nothing, his whole campaign, and it's like, you know, part of me, I guess, the idealist in me feels like, wow, like you can just really just win just on cynicism, just on just saying nothing, doing nothing, being nothing, and you know, people wanted a candidate who didn't stand for anything, and I'm not, like, this isn't a Joe Biden diss, like, you can't point to me something, like, what's his, what was his campaign's platform? I know he's gonna come out now and try to energize the people that he knows adores Bernie so much, and he's gonna come out now and Try to animate that section of the party. I guess the section that you, that the three of us belong to, right? I mean, he's going to come out and do that. But when he ran, he did not do that. He straight up just said nothing. And it's just like, it makes me sad to think like, this is what people want. Or it's either this is what people want, or they've just been beaten into submission into thinking that the ideas that Bernie espoused are not possible, or they... Just don't care. Can I say real, <laughs> like, just real quick? I think that you're 100 percent right. And the conclusion from like what way we interpret that is really important because I think that there is a contingent of people who are working class people that voted for Biden. There's and there's also the people who just aren't engaged. And I think honestly, like you can't build a campaign around people that aren't engaged. Like I think that is a lesson. Yeah. But um, I think that. Those folks, and there is possibility if the left could have a compelling message and frankly in some ways be more like Bernie Sanders, I think that is different than what a lot of the Democratic Party is, which is – yeah, I mean it's, it's, it's affluent suburban types and they are right wing. You know, by any common measure of it, and they don't care about this shit, and they don't care. And, you know, so I think we got to make a distinction between those two things. Also, like, look, I'm, we'll get into like Biden and whatever later, but like, I just want to say really specifically, like, sure, lowering Medicare eligibility to 60 is cool, whatever. Of course, there's no, like, nobody would argue that. Yeah, but, but, but my thing is, is like, not only is that not Medicare for all, which we need, it's also like if you want to just look at it generationally, like the people you need are young. 
The people that are not enthused are young. The people that are getting double fucked from eight and now this are young. What is lowering the eligibility to 60 do for them? Well, it makes Nothing. it worse for them, actually, well, because those yeah. are the, the it, it pulls out the, the, the most expensive people from the insurance pools. You know, like, <laughs> and, right. Yeah. <laughs> but so guys, the, you guys get, are not looking at it from a cynicism point of view. No, I am. I am. I am. I am. But that's not going to do. Don't. Waz, if we're going to spend the next, I'm not saying we're doing this, but say we're spending the next six months being like, guys, it's fucking trash, but vote against Trump. And then we have to have our little piddling things to say. (laughs) No, Mike, I'm just saying. That doesn't do anything for us. I'm just saying, I'm I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying Biden and his cynical ass campaign's calculation is these are my people. Well, but so the I'm problem is they're not. Take care of them. But that's the problem. No, they're they not. Are, man. They're not. Like old people vote Republican. Like in right. every election in the in in modern times, you look at you look at the you look at the age difference in the way uh, voters behave, and old people tend to vote Republican. The only way a Democrat can win the presidency is with young people. I mean, that's just I mean that's just a fact. Like Obama vastly overperformed um, with young people compared to McCain. You know, like that. That's the only way they're going to do it. And I was looking at Biden's numbers with young people yesterday and his net favorability rating with voters under the age of 34 is underwater by 19 points. 49% of voters under the age of 34 have a negative opinion of Joe Biden. That is astonishing for the Democratic nominee. Like that is just, that number, that number alone is death for Biden. And the only the only percentage of young people who have a favorable opinion of Biden are, is thirty. But the real important is the unfavorable rating. And again, Half I'm not I'm not I'm not Biden's campaign, but the cynics are going to say those people don't vote anyway. So who gives a fuck how they feel they about Biden? They don't. But that's the what they're going to say. Republican. Oh, no, 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 no. But that's not true. That's I mean, what guys, they're going to say. No, Mike, no, 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 no. The Biden campaign is saying because that's the flip. They went from cr- trying to do everything to crush this, and now they are. Still blaming and attacking Bernie supporters, but no, they've said it in reporting. We're scared. We need the Bernie vote. We know we need that. So, what honestly just keeps will not stop shocking me here is is that is is the Democratic Party leadership, obviously in Congress and Biden, is not that they're not going to endorse our agenda. Of course not. They're right wing corporatists, but that there isn't somebody like there isn't frankly, like the James Carville of today to just sit down and go, well, here's what you, you know what, like actual student debt relief, actually like some, a few things that are just like clear bones to that segment is not just like the right thing to do. It's just strategically necessary. Yeah. They haven't yeah. done it yet. I hear you, um, but we got to move on because we're short for yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we want to sure. talk about And I'm going to let, because Nando's the one that actually brought it to the discussion. I'm going to let you explain it to folks. But uh, Mike Bloomberg's, uh, what's the political consultant agency? Hawkish? It's a a company, it's a, it's this company called Hawkfish, which Mike Bloomberg owns. Is it Hawkfish or Hawkfish? Hawkfish. Hawkfish would be be a little too on the nose for a Democratic (laughs) political consulting firm. But uh, it's called Hawkfish, which is like a weird name anyway but it's basically a Hold political on, Nando, consulting firm. i literally read that entire long ass intercept piece as he was hawkish. hawkish yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not it's not inaccurate but um 
Yeah, but basically, Mike Bloomberg created this company to run his campaign to be like to be the company that runs his presidential campaign, and you know his presidential campaign, which we covered, you know, spent what is eight hundred, nine hundred million dollars to you know get like twelve to get votes. three delegates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but now that campaign, that company is pitching the Joe Biden campaign to basically buy his campaign to run his campaign, right? To just take over and buy his campaign, and to do the same thing with the Democratic Party to become sort of the campaign, the, the political consulting firm that basically does all of the political operations for the Democratic Party. And what they're pitching is Hold on, that, hold on, Nando. Before you move on, before you move yeah. on, I just want people to understand that the company that's in the running to run, they're being considered to run the presidential campaign of Joe Biden, the Democratic nominee for president, yeah. and... The 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 um, House of Representatives arms of um, yeah. the Democratic Party um, is the company that ran Mike Bloomberg's campaign and got him three delegates with nine hundred billion million dollars. Excuse yes. me. Um, yes. And that's their qualifications. They yes. did dick for Mike Bloomberg <laughs> yeah. with all the money in the world. That's their qualifications. Yeah. That they're being considered now. Please continue, Nando. And the, the, well, the big pitch that they're saying is that look, Bloomberg's got so much money that he's willing to deficit finance all of these political operations. Meaning, like he'll spend his own money to take over this party infrastructure. It's essentially a takeover of the entire political party's apparatus, their data, their infrastructure. To the extent that the political party has any infrastructure. Mike Bloomberg wants to own it straight up like like the, the nominally <laughs> left of center party in the United States, States is going yes. to go to be owned by a single billionaire. One I, it's guy crazy. is One going guy. to be in charge of the, wants to be in charge of the data apparatus of the Democratic Party. This it's, is insanity. And that has implications. Like if I read the article correctly, like the state parties and like the state part, the Democratic Party is like a shell. It's yeah. really dysfunctional. The only thing it's really able to do is get Barack Obama to make some calls to like make sure people don't have health care by electing <laughs> Bernie. But like the they they're but like theoretically like every campaign has access to like shared databases or whatever. My reading of, of this piece is that this would actually affect that type of thing. Yeah. So, so basically you have a firm that is essentially saying on the upfront, we can do this at a pittance, right? So you'll save money and then ex in exchange, we'll almost become like a privatized product of Bloomberg LLC basically and I think you know this this again it's just like I'm not interested in third party delusions or whatever I'm not like I want us to really have an honest conversation about where we're at and how fucking dire it is and at the same time like this is also why like if you're going to tell people to vote against Trump you simply got to just talk about Trump. Like you cannot give people bedtime stories about like, like, yeah, Bernie's really important. Bernie's done incredible shit. There is a movement there. There is momentum and people are going to get radicalized right now because of what's happening. But the democratic party 
if we're, I mean, I'm not talking like little, like people get into all these nitpicks, like, well, you know, 10 years ago, there was like twice the amount of Democratic senators who, you know, were, were part of the blue dog, whatever. And now more of them co-sponsor, like, no, 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 whatever. I don't care about the nitpick. Big picture, ideologically, the Democratic Party has definitely not moved to the left. And there's moves right now to consolidate it on the oligarchic right. And that is the actual playing field that we got to just know. Yeah. I mean, again, like I, I agree with you, like the third party thing, you know, people always talk about like, oh, you're going to vote for Greens or whatever. Like, no, that's not that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that, you know, there has to be some strategic discussion about how to operate within the constraints of our political system with the knowledge that the Democratic Party is increasingly consolidating in specific ways to block any left-wing insurgency, right? Like that's just, that's, that's yeah. the reality with the help of billionaires like Mike Bloomberg. I, um, I just love the idea and that- I don't know what and, the answer is. <laughs> and these same people, and this is the problem, man. It's like these same people that were like, would do this lame ass argument, which was like, well, Bernie's not even a Democrat. Bernie's not a Democrat. Like, th this was a thing that they thought was, like, a thing. And so what's Mike Bloomberg then? Mike Bloomberg's a Democrat? Like, on what yeah. planet is this dude a Democrat? All this shit was doesn't mean a fucking thing. Like, that's why, like, like I mean, come on. Like, the, like, what is the most stark example of this? Like, the whole Democratic Party right wing is literally, and I'm, I'm saying this very consciously because I find the way they use this actually very disgusting. And... They would throw black voters and have thrown black voters overboard constantly. But they're using South Carolina electorate as a green mile strategy of like our magical friends saved us and they get it. <laughs> and they'll valorize that all day and then go to go to Nevada. Yeah. Nevada, he crushes it with if, if that's your mode. Let's talk about people of color. Let's talk about the emerging demographics. He fucking OK. Work to do with older African-Americans. No question. He crushed no Hispanic voters by every single metric. That is not even, not even discussed. Me and producer and, Rob Lopez don't count. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Lopez does not count. He does not count. He just doesn't count because he's under 40. Exactly. Or so he tells us. Yeah. But but I'm <laughs> but I'm just saying like <laughs> I'm just saying like the fucking you know like of course it doesn't matter and it's and concretely it doesn't matter to them they like yeah Bernie wasn't a Democrat in the sense that he was a pain in the ass trying to do something for people in Congress and Mike Bloomberg I don't like I don't care Mike Bloomberg could you know he gave me money <laughs> that's what we care about and and by the way so I will say on the flip side like. Bernie should have just become a Democrat. Like that's Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just am over. Like yeah. you're running the primary, you're yeah. doing it's not gonna make that big of a difference, but even if it makes a two percent difference, like you're fighting a fucking uphill battle. So take away all possible weaknesses. Like why yeah. the fuck It's such an easy it's just a, such an easy give, even if we know it's meaningless. Um you know. It's 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 ridiculous. Now, you know, we can move on from again another freaking Democratic Party apparatus blunder and you know, and again, like I, I just I hate being condescended to by the centrists, but like this is like this is 
stupid. This is stupid. So let's just move on. Um, yeah. So and Mike, you actually tweeted about this. This um, he's a senator, right? A senator from Missouri. From mm-hmm. this, that's why I didn't know Crawley from Missouri. Holly, <laughs> sorry, so with the H. We'll say that again. Josh Holly. Holly, 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 yeah, not yeah. Crawley. Sorry, I'm getting my white boys confused. Um, <laughs> for plans a white boy, I will say. Um, you know, nope. he comes out this week and he says he believes that obviously the stimulus package doesn't do enough for working families and workers. Uh, that that the American government should subsidize wages up to 80% of American workers. Um, and this is up to the median American wage, whatever that number, whatever they decide that number is, right? Um, again, and I want to harken back to what I was talking about with the Biden campaign, right? Like, obviously nobody wants Trump to win. But again, like, where are these ideas at? What are you running on that a freaking GOP or like, and this is the thing, you can say whatever you want about the GOP, man. They are in lockstep, bro. When they need to get their shit done, they just straight up lockstep. Like the, the idea that, that a GOP would come out and say, yo, like we need to put money in people's pockets ASAP. And then they would come out and be the at the forefront of this, the face of this well, again. I mean- to be fair, they like the the Koch brothers group have attacked him for this and whatever, and okay. there is a little bit of a, battle, of a battle there. But like, this is what I would say about this. He also is sponsoring a piece of legislation to basically mandate that like things like pharmaceuticals and other essential life saving services need to have American independent supply lines. That's also something that is really important right now, right? So, I guess my thing is is like. Honestly, a couple years ago, I actually was like, look, Trump definitely hit that winning formula rhetorically. But at the end of the day, the Republicans are still the Republicans. Their main thing they've done the last couple of years is, you know, give corporations reign to be even worse. And and the the main thing they passed was a huge tax cut for rich people. And the reason I thought I was like, look, like being like a populist right winger like Tucker Carlson, that's a great media position. But at the end of the day. Um, this company, this uh, literally this company, you could say this party's just like it's a one percenter party that does white identity politics. That's it. But in recent months and Josh Hawley's the dude to watch, very extreme far right guy. But he's the one who's getting out ahead of like, well, I don't like no, like I don't I don't need to read Milton Friedman like people need their wages. And incidentally, that's like pretty popular position like we prove that in a state like missouri that does have some real i mean it's been crushed but it has a history of unionism and electing democrats in some places and he's already like okay i can beat them by being like a hardcore christian conservative but i could fucking open up a fucking decades long ruling project if i start taking care of people's medicine and wages and so it's scary as hell and i just think like the thing with the because i think part it's scary when i gotta start voting for white supremacy mike if they become the party (laughs) of the working man i might have to become republican man (laughs) i mean but that's what is you know what it is because we joke and i don't think that will actually happen in a mass way but 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 look but dude, dude, what's so crazy is that you – if Republicans got 5 percent more of the black vote 
and 5% more of the Hispanic vote? They'd be unstoppable. Done. (laughs) Done. And and the Democrats are – it's like, again, and this is like – because I get like – by the way, the most annoying Twitter response ever is when you tweet something out and people are like, the Democrats did it on purpose. They understood. Just shut – just calm the fuck down. I understand what you're saying, but relax. Like – if I tweet that the Democrats got played, I don't need you to like yeah. run and remind me that they're bad. Calm the fuck down. But I will say that I think one way in which they are genuinely dumb and not of the moment, and it isn't all just on purpose, is that I think they still – they aren't really watching Tucker or seeing what Josh Hawley's doing. And they still assume that at the end of the day, they'll be the ones that will give you 2%. Or 10% while the Republicans give you next to nothing. Like, hey, we're going to gradually immiserate you, but the the Republicans are going to run a home invasion. And I think they're still used to that. And I'm not sure that 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 might end up changing. Yeah, I, I like I, I don't think that the republic, like you said, the republic, the structural forces behind the Republican Party are such that they're never going to be anything other than a purely oligarchical party. But the oligarchy might make a calculation that it's worth using the Republican Party as a vehicle to give them, like you said, instead of 0%, while Democrats are offering 2%, to just maybe offer 4% or 5%, you know, and and, and package it in the way Republicans do, which is always much better than, than Democrats, make a big grandstand of it, you know, like make it all kind of very obvious. And, and like you said, peel off 5% black voters, 4% Latino voters, and then they are unstoppable. Like that's just and, and while the Democrats are just stuck in this kind of impasse, the, the rock in a hard place of no, like the Democrats got books. That's what yeah, the Democrats they got like they got like they, they got, got Tanahasi nice Coates' people, next like, book to go to, to keep them warm. Why you're not woke enough? It's yeah. like, <laughs> not like hey, maybe you, you wouldn't deindustrialize if you learn how to code and <laughs> fucking you know read uh, Jezebel. Like that's right. literally what they have. Yeah, and like you say, you got to say the right words, and you, you can't say the wrong words, and you got to consume the correct podcasts, uh, and not the incorrect podcasts, and all that stuff. Like the, the, the like they could become that party, and and like the said, like they're so. I do genuinely think both. Like like what you say, I get that, those responses on Twitter all the time. Like when when Trump fired the watchdog guy who was supposed to over like watch the fucking the stimulus package. Yeah. yeah, I was like, Democrats got played again. And they're like, No, they didn't. They didn't get played. They're in on the thing. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. But like oh, they the, also the, do so get the, played the, all the time, the, the, even in the wait, narrow. So the response is that yeah, the Democrats yeah, are also, part of Trump's administration. Well, then they're like also, that's they're part of the broader that's system. Exactly why that's so dumb is it's like yes, the big picture is that they co-designed a bailout that's mainly to give resources to corporate America. That's Republican and Democrats, obviously. But no, of course they wanted some oversight, and he fucking. And by the way, on the flip side, to not be too cynical about it, the way Trump just said, yeah not going to do it that's totally dangerous and authoritarian of course also part of what's happening yeah, here too. which is and but, yeah and, and yeah. The, well the, i tweeted like a, kind of like half as a joke a few weeks ago that the democrats have a cuck fetish you know like and that's part of what their role is like they want to get played like they get played but they also want to get played and some deep kind of level they want to get like owned but um yeah i mean the 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 um the thing about the the this whole dynamic is that the Democrats just risk being irrelevant forever. And what it leaves for the left is no vehicle to that, like, cause we're not going to take over the Republican party. It's just not going to happen. 
No. You know, <laughs> no. like that's just not going to happen. So what, what is there left? I mean, it's just, it's incredibly, I, I, I genuinely don't know the answer. And look, you know, and we got to get out of here because Michael has very important things to do. Very important. Um, and we want to let him go. Very, very important people to talk to. But look, and, and I, gotta, I can't I stress. I got to line up my new, I got I to do, make sure that the shave stays clean. And I just want to say this, and this I'm is gonna why it's, it's We're going to do a live Twitch stream of you shaving. <laughs> <laughs> why the, no, why, no, why this whole thing is care. distressing Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, No, what the fuck was that? Oh, yeah, no, no. The reason why it's, I want to get out on this is that, look, I, I, you can't harp on it enough. With the wave of a pen, we put $2 trillion yeah. back into the freaking economy. Mostly so, and like, you know, $400 billion of which went to the plebs, us. But mostly, a lion's share of it went to propping up corporations and all these other ridiculous companies that, you know, go belly up being greedy sons of bitches. And so if, and this is not happening in secret, guys, it's public information. It's not hiding. You don't have to dig far to find out. It's right there for everybody to understand that when we don't get healthcare, when we can't just do something as easy, the easiest shit would have been infrastructure. Shit is bad. It needs to be rebuilt. Those will be great jobs. Like there's actually a like the, that would be government money going going into people's pockets and building the country back up. Like everybody agrees this needs to happen. We literally can't do it. The airlines go um you know go belly up after years and years of billions of dollars in profit. They can't withstand a freaking virus. And it's like ho oh, oh, ho oh, ho here you go here you go guys. Like if if the people can't see it. I don't know what else to freaking say, guys. I think the people can see it, and I think a lot of people are disgusted, but I do think a lot of people really don't yet see the viability of fighting it. And then I also think we got to be, you know, really, really on top of not making fighting it seem special or weird or out there. Like, you know, like even like I want people who are like, I look, I am a socialist, but I like we should be talking to small business people like real small business, not Republican bullshit. But I'm talking like bodega owners, mechanics. There's millions of people. They don't know all this fucking terminology. They're not like whatever, but they've got serious interests. They're getting fucked and they shouldn't have to feel like they have to like join a secret club to be part of a strategy to fight back against this. Yeah. 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 I I, I put it really well. Yeah, excellent. It was excellent. it was frankly I thought bodega, how I did the great guys the great guys the bodega guys. The great the, yeah. Do you do you think we should play that clip? I could yeah, let's I could, play that clip I could pull real it up right now. Pull it up. Um, let's play it real quick. And 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 this man, this is a clip are you, of. Are you sorry, just to set it up. This is a clip of um. Shemith I can play it through the stream once. Oh, okay, play it through the screen. Play it through the screen. It while I get it. Technology, but it's a, dude. But it's a clip of um. Are you uh, damn, I can't pronounce this homie's name, man. Chamath, I, I can't do it. Any, any, he does a great any, point is he does a great job. Exactly. The point <laughs> is he does a great job. He's a minority owner in the Golden State Warriors. He owns his own like money management firm, all of this stuff. 
Um, he went on CNBC and he was basically, and the guy, the guy on CNBC was like, this is a national, this is a natural disaster. Like billionaires and corporations deserve to be saved. And he's like, no, they don't. Yeah. No, why? they don't. And here's fucking why. <laughs> it was just great. And we can end off on that. Rob, you say you're going to play that in the stream? But are, are you suggesting, you keep saying propping up zombie companies. Are, are, you, are you arguing to let airlines, for example, fail? Yes. Why? I mean, how, how does that make sense in the broader scheme of, of the economy? Because it's not, because when you look at what it means, this is why I'm saying, like, this is a lie that's been purported by Wall Street. When a company fails, it does not fire their employees. It goes through a packaged bankruptcy, right? If anything, what happens is the people who have the pensions inside those companies, the employees of these companies, end up owning more of the company. The people that get wiped out are the speculators that own the unsecured tranches of debt or the folks that own the equity. And by the way, those are the rules of the game. That's right, because these are the people that purport to be the most sophisticated investors in the world. They deserve to get wiped out. But the employees don't get wiped out. The pensions don't typically get wiped why out. Does anybody des- I just understand. Why does anybody deserve, using your word, to get wiped out from a, a, a crisis created like, like this? How, how does anybody deserve to get wiped don't. out? But just be clear, like, who are we talking about? We're talking about a hedge fund that serves a bunch of billionaire family offices. Who cares? Let them get wiped out. Who cares? They don't get the summer in the Hamptons. Who cares? I mean, there are people. You you don't think the employees. You don't think the employees of these companies own stocks? I mean, own their stocks, own the company's stocks? You can you can look on Bloomberg and you can see what percentage of these companies are typically owned by. These, These things are owned by BlackRock. These things are owned by these huge, you know, amorphous organizations, ultimately downstream. And the employee owns a few hundred dollars or a few thousand thousand dollars of shares. Well, I just don't understand. So this is, like, is a, a, could, a, like a natural disaster. And why does anybody deserve to get wiped out? Wouldn't that be immoral in and of itself? No, because what's happening right now is what I'll tell you is on Main Street today, people are getting wiped out. And right now, rich CEOs are not. Boards that had horrible governance are not. Hedge funds are not. People are. Six million people just this week alone basically saying, holy mackerel, I don't know how I'm going to make pay, you know, my own expenses for the next few weeks, days, months. So it's happening today to individual Americans. And what we've done is disproportionately prop up and protect you know, poor performing CEOs, companies and boards. And you have to wash these people out. I want to thank everybody for coming out. And um, catching the first live, Woke Bros, obviously want to thank my fellow co-hosts, Mike and Nando. We'll see you guys next week, man. Um, Keep fighting the power, y'all, but do it uh, sanitized. Thank you. Bye, y'all.